Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're going to park on this thought this morning. What does it mean to be conformed to this world? The Bible says, and be not conformed to this world. It comes right off of the thought as presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. Now I'm going to say this. This, this outward deal matters. It doesn't matter for salvation. We've already completely established that through the earlier chapters of Romans. This is the Christian who is saved. Now he's to present his body. And when you present your body, that is an outward thing. The, 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 the conforming to this world is also an outward thing. This world has a spirit though. And that spirit is personal ambition. Personal pursuits. It's all about selfishness. It's the hustle muscle of self being number one. And the world wants you and I to conform to that. It'll keep us so distracted that we won't have time to look or act or think like a Christian. Go to Ephesians chapter number two. Ephesians chapter two. And I don't want us to forget for a moment that this world is, is God-hating and Christ-rejecting. And it wants you to conform to its pattern. Ephesians chapter number 2, we are so familiar with this verse. Verse number 2, it says, Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, Anybody ever play on a golf course? You go from one to the next to the next. It takes you on that pattern and that form. And that form. You're on that course and you follow that path. The Bible says there is a course to this world. And it was a way that you and I walked prior to coming to Christ. Dead in sins, Christ quickeneth quickened us together with Him in Christ, and now we don't walk that course anymore. Amen. We're on a different golf course, putting different holes. Amen. That's our service to God. But this world, make no mistake, it has a course. And then it says in verse number 2, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit. You see that? This world has a spirit to it. It's run by a prince. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We are not to be run by that prince. We are to be run by our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This world hates God. It's got a course and it's run by a, a, a prince. Go to Galatians 1. Galatians chapter number 1. Look at verse... Look at verse number three. Grace be to you. You saved by grace? Amen. <laughs> Amen. And peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. 
That verse is so glorious because of verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Are you saved? You have been delivered. And you know what it says about this world? Presently, right now. Right now, as we breathe this air, God tells us this present world, it is evil. It has its own course and it has its own ruler. And we are not to be conformed to it. We are not to walk the way of the world. Go to 1 Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians chapter number 7. We'll go all the way to verse 31. 1 Corinthians 7. Verse number 31. Little itty bitty verse hidden right here. Bible says, uh, we'll start reading at verse, yeah, the beginning of verse 31. And they that use this world as not abusing it, and watch what it says after the semicolon. We're going to park on this for a minute. For the fashion of this world passeth away. It, it's fashioned a certain way. It's formed. The course of the world is formed a certain way. And the Bible says, for the fashion of this world passeth away. Why would you follow after something that's going to be gone? But, no, but, no, but make no mistake about it. It is ruled by the fashion world. It is fashion specifically. It's the form. It's the fashioning. It's the changing scenes of drama. You got some drama this week. Next week it's going to be something different. And it's all throughout the scope of the world that we live in. And they want to impose their worldly pageantry on us as Christians so that we follow its course and be conformed to it. If you want to be comfortable in this world, it's going to be based on this, folks. How much you do what they tell you to do. How much you conform to what they tell you you're going to conform to. And every part of our world society has their hand in the pot. The government wants you to be like them. Just, just trust us. Do what we tell you to do. Just conform to us and you won't have any problems. All of it. The business world. You know how hard-pressed it is to find honest businessmen nowadays that are saved Christians? If you are a saved, honest businessman, do you know how hard it is to find an honest Christian man to work? For the company? Because this world has a course. You better be the brightest, the richest, the most powerful. It's all about conforming to that. God says, nope. I want you to be like me. Don't conform to that. Notice, the things that we mentioned have everything to do with our reality and our responsibility to live in this world, right? You can't get away from this world. That's the world in which we live in. Go to 1 Peter chapter number 1. 
1 Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1, watch it says, verse number 13, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. Not doing something. Not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts, in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Satan has used... Let me back up. A Christian should know. Well, Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world. So a Christian should know, yeah, whatever the world does, okay, we stay away from that. But you know what Satan has done? He has used the carnival church to get Christians to follow after the course of the world. That'll really deceive them will take the carnality of the world, will bring it into the church, will call it Christian, and Satan has duped thousands of Christians into thinking that they're living for God when in fact they're following the golf course of Satan. There might be some parts of this sermon that'll be a little rough, but I've got to say them. Our dress code matters. It matters to God. And when you have Christian ladies and Christian men that are in agreement that they think that it's a good idea to have a worship band at a church that's supposed to be for the Lord, and those ladies are okay with being out in public in a pair of uh, yoga underwear... I was about to say yoga pants, but they're not pants, they're underwear. They have been convinced to go out in public like that because the world has convinced them that that is okay. It's not okay to dress like that in public. Wear that around your house. Don't wear that in the church house. Don't wear that out in public. You've been, you've been sold a bag of goods to be conformed like the world, to dress whatever's popular about them. Well, they're yoga pants. We're not Hindus. We're Christians. We don't practice yoga. Yet millions of Christians have been duped into that. Well, what's wrong with it? Romans 12 tells us what, what's wrong with it. It's a form of worship to sun gods. That's what's wrong with it. So we don't be conformed to that. We don't slap up a multi-million dollar family life center at church and then start offering yoga programs. We're not to be conformed to this world. Young people, this world wants to convince you and conform you to this. 
Whatever they do, you be quiet and follow their course. You know what the church is to do? To stand up and say, no, we are going to go a different direction. Amen. Is everybody wanting to go a different direction than the world? We need, we need to establish that. The music should be different. I, I, I mean, amen, the music should be different. <laughs> I don't listen to the world's music anymore because Christ put a new song in my heart. They want me to buy their stuff, listen to their stuff, get plugged in 24-7. I don't want that for myself, for my family, for God's church. We have to stand up and say, enough is enough. We are not to be conformed to this world. Do you know what a chameleon does? We all know what a chameleon does. Roger, if that chameleon's out there, it's going to change its colors based on what? Its environment, right? We have a lot of Christian chameleons. You're going to have to live in this present evil world, so am I. Our kids are going to have to be brought up in this present evil world. We can't escape that. We are not to be chameleons. And we are not to change our colors because that's popular in the world, so let's bring it into the church. All we've done is conformed. And God says, stop it. He says in Romans 12, stop doing that. Present your body to me and live for me. Stop worrying about what's popular out there. Young people, you are going to be hit with more peer pressure than I had growing up and my parents had growing up. That's just the way that it is. You are going to have to make a decision to not conform. And you won't have to look hard in, in a community. You won't have to look hard on the internet to find a preacher that will tell you, yeah, that brother Jimmy, he's just way over the top. I mean, that's so, that, 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 I mean, where's that in the Bible? Where is it in the Bible that we should take whatever's out in the world and bring it in the church? <laughs> where's that attitude in the Bible? Where's that heart in the Bible? Well, you're a legalist. You're legalistically trying to get me and my family to conform to this world. And if I don't do it, you'll come after me. They're not going to stop coming after us, folks. You know what's going to stand in the way of them? Christ's church. Amen. And he said, don't conform to this world. You want to listen to CCM? Go ahead. It's not coming in the church. Amen. And you want to dress a certain way and act a certain way and talk a certain way? Go ahead. But we're not going to do it in the church. Amen. And you know who has to be the bad guy? The pastor has to be the bad guy. And, he, and, and if he's not willing to be the bad guy then he's not doing what Christ has asked him to do. We are not to conform. We're doing a building renovation, this new building. We are specifically and intentionally staging it, designing it, all of that, constructing it to look like, guess what? 
a church, a church. Well, in the book of Acts, they were in houses. Okay, okay. We're not in the book of Acts. We now have indoor plumbing and we have uh, American amenities. So look, if we had a shack with some sticks, we would make those sticks look as nice as we could and we would make the dirt look as pretty as we could. If you can make dirt look pretty, we would. The, the principle's the same. We live in rich America. We're not going to spend millions of dollars. We don't have it to begin with. We're not going to spend thousands of dollars on painting our church black and going out of the way to make it look like a dance club or a nightclub or a bar. Who wants to guess why? Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world. When someone walks into our church house, we want them to say, oh, wow, this looks like a church house. We don't want them to say, oh, I didn't know I was going to the movie theater. Right. It's all conformity. It's all conformity. But we are not chameleons. We live in the world. We're not of the world. But make no mistake, it's a very deceptive and elusive system that's controlling this world. And it's going to change scenes very quickly. And you have to keep up with the fashion of it. That's why the clothing styles in the 70s changed in the 80s and then they changed in the 90s. And the music and the movies and the media and all of that, it changes course so quickly. There's a course to it. And so people are just caught up and, oh man, whatever's popular, whatever's hot, whatever's, God says, hey, stop. This is what we, this is what's hot. This is what's in. This is what never goes out of style. Amen. Singing to God and, and preaching and, and we don't have anything new to allure you with. The allure is going to be the same thing. Spiritual songs and hymns and preaching and witnessing and fellowshipping and uh, loving each other as brethren and sister. And that's, that's, that's what we do. We don't have anything new. We don't have anything alluring other than this old archaic hard to read book. Amen. Amen, Jamin. That's, 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 that's our course. We've been delivered from that other course. Christ, He being found in fashion as a man, He humbled Himself. He became obedient unto death. And someday our vile bodies will be fashioned like unto, guess who? Him. Can't you wait for that day? And in the meantime, we just read in 1 Peter 1, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. Fashion yourself after Christ. After the principles found in the Bible. We, if you put the bait out. How many of you young people have been to an amusement park? An amusement park. Put your hand up. Okay. Has anyone ever been to Silver Dollar City? In, in Branson. Now that's a fun, that is a family friendly fun amusement park. So I've been to a good amount of amusement parks and that's my favorite. 
people go there to do what? Have a good time. Have a good time. As a family, that's a good thing. This world wants you to live a life always and only as amusement. They don't want you to think. They just want to amuse you to death. God gave you a brain. He saved your soul. And he said, look, if I said, hey, kids, the preachers got free passes to Silver Dollar City all summer long, who's going? I'm driving. Right? Wouldn't we all, wouldn't we all be in? Fine. Nothing wrong with that. Preacher said. Preacher said. You, you, would you get it? Young people, would you get excited about that? Hey, 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 let me hear it. Let me hear it. Would you get excited about that? Yes. Okay. All right. Great. Now. Fine. God's okay. Have a good time. Have fun. Enjoy your family. Now. We come back from Silver Dollar City. Okay. There's an event in, in town. There's going to be thousands of people out there. Preacher's driving. We get in the church van. We don't have enough money for a van, but imagine we do. We get in the church van. We drive. We say, look, we're going we're gonna to gather up together, and there's going to be all these people, and we get to tell them about Jesus. Would you be ex that excited as you were for Silver Dollar City? That's what we're talking about. You can't remove yourself from this world. There's nothing wrong with enjoying a fun family day. There's nothing wrong with it at all. I do it. You do it. We do it. Here's the thing, though. I want to be, so, I want to be that excited about serving Jesus Christ. At least the same, but if not, God says, hey, I want you to conform to be more like me. Be more excited about doing something for me and living for me. Amen? Amen. That's the idea behind Romans chapter number 12. The devil wants you to conform so that, there, he, so that the world doesn't see any difference between Christians and the world. And he's happy. This is the, what the modern church is doing isn't helping the cause of Christ. It's causing the world to say this. The church doesn't look anything different than what I'm used to in the world. And I'm not here to disappoint. I trust you're not here to be disappointed in, in the statement I'm about to make. But we're not going to pay homage to a pagan sex god called Cupid and have a Valentine's dinner and act like it's not from the world. Why would I mix myself in another week? Why would I mix the church into worldly idolatry and call it Christian? You know what that is an example of? We have been trained to not say no to the world. And if the world has a holiday and if the world has a festival and if the world has something big that it's doing, we have been trained to say, yes, you do that. 
And when a preacher, a Bible-believing preacher stands up and says, Hold on! Do you know what that's based on? Well, what's wrong with it? I can tell you a million things. But you know what? After I'm done telling you a million things, you know what you would say to me? You're just being legalistic. No, I'm trying not to conform. And the problem the person has that calls everybody a legalist is this. They don't know how to say no. They can only say yes to the world. And when it comes time to do something for Christ, it's always no. Will you knock doors on us? We, all, we have so few laborers. Will you just knock, spend an afternoon, knock some doors with us? No. Our church is having the big stream for the Super Bowl. You get to come and worship your sports heroes. Well, you won't really worship them. At halftime, we'll have a short little devotional. I mean, there'll be a three-hour game, but they always make sure that they say at halftime, if they say they're going to give you a devotional, they'll always be qualified by short. How come we don't have some long preaching? How come we don't have some singing to the Lord that lasts two, three hours? Why? He said, preacher, you're just out of your mind. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. But I'm not going to be conformed to this world, and I'm not going to stand here and allow Christ's church to be conformed to this world. We're not sacrificing church service and preaching to put a Super Bowl on. I want people to cheer for Jesus harder and do more for Christ. Amen. All that is is conforming. Well, we just want to reach people for the Lord. Look, this Six Flags Over Jesus amusement carnival style church, it ain't about reaching people for the Lord. You, that whole... They're going to have all these rock bands come in and we just want to reach the lost. We're going to have this big Super Bowl party. It's all about reaching the lost. We're going to have this Valentine's dance and dinner. And we just want to reach the lost. Let me just give you the news on this. All that junk that they do, it has absolutely nothing to do with reaching the lost. You know what it has everything and always to do with? Conformity. That's what it is. Conformity. They don't want to not conform to the world. So we're not going to cancel church and we're not going to go and take a, uh, a poll to see what the community desires and then the, give the community their desires. We want to give them the Bible. The, the Bible. Can everybody hold up your Bibles for a second? And I'm sure you have a good time but the crazy preacher that all he wants to do is talk about the Bible. You, we're, we're that church. We're, that's us. We're that church. We're the crazy Christians, okay? Amen. And we're more excited about this book than the Super Bowl or Valentine dinner or all that, all that kind of stuff. You want to love somebody? Love God. You want to love somebody? Love this book, all right? Amen. That's what I want to do. I had older kids that we sent them to Christian school. They wanted to do the Valentine stuff. And his daughter said, oh, well, we could buy roses and give them. That's, well, we, we, buy, we buy a white one. It's really not we're saying we love the boy. They have all these categories of what the you got red and pink and white. I said, you're not giving. I'm not giving you money to buy a rose to give to a boy. For, it's supposed to be a Christian school. You buy a white rose, give it to me. Don't you love me? I how come moms and dads don't get a rose? I mean, they should get more than the rose. A badge of honor. Happen to put up with all this junk. 
Christian schools come up with this. They tell you you want to celebrate Valentine's Day. Money. Money. You can just buy the candy on the 15th. You'll save a bunch of it. But that's the, that's the course of this world. Oh, my, my, my. I'll tell you what. Jamin, we okay? Yeah. All right. Okay. I don't know if you've read with your family the Fox's Book of Martyrs or the Bloody Theater of Martyrs Mirror. Uh, but you ought to start. You, ha you should have those books. You should read them occasionally, if not uh, make it something yearly or, or at least monthly. You go through a few of those. But you'll read accounts from the first century all the way to the 17th century. And you know what the theme of all of it is? They were not conforming. The whole theme of all those martyrs was, we're not doing what you tell us to do. You know what the whole theme of carnival Christianity is? Well, whatever you have, we'll take it. Isaiah 53. Be a good place to start to end. Isaiah 53. Very familiar. You know this chapter. Isaiah 53. Ah, uh, verse number two. I'm telling you, the world's not going to flock to this Jesus that we're going to read about like it will the Six Flags Jesus. For, at, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, verse two, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire of him. You got a body that's been beaten so bad that nobody can recognize it as a body. That's what Christ did for you and I. And he says in Romans 12, if you're a saved child of God, why are you so attracted to the amusements of this world? Why do you love it so much? Why can't you say no to that worldly amusement? We'll keep reading. Verse 3, he is a despised, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Our Savior rejected. He asked us to give our life as a living sacrifice and we reject it. He asked us to not be conformed to this world and we say, no, I'm going to reject that, Lord. I'm going to do what I want to do. We can be successful in this world. The boss gives us overtime. We won't reject that. You can work an extra 10 hours this week. I'll pay you time and a half. No, sorry, I'm going to church. No, sorry, there's extracurricular activities at church I want my family to be involved in. This world wants your time. This world didn't die for you. Christ died for you. Verse number 4, Surely He hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all.
You think the world's going to flock to a Jesus that's been on a cross and there's blood all over the place? They're not. You think they're going to flock to a Jesus who they took long spikes of and, 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 cr and crowned him with those thorns and drove him into his head? They're not going to flock to a Jesus like that. They want six flags Jesus. That cross was a bloody mess. You imagine having all that blood drip down on your face. It's so thick, it just cakes your lips together. The blood's drying and you're just trying to open your mouth to speak. You and I couldn't imagine that. The amount of blood that was spilled for your sin and for my sin. And to have it drip down in your face and cover it and then harden and try to speak. Yet Jesus Christ did. He opened up His mouth as He cracked through the blood that was drying His dry lips and His mouth opened up and He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Then He can lift His head and open His mouth and He can say this, It is finished! Amen. And He bows His head, He gives up the ghost and He tells us in Romans 12, Why do you love the world? People don't love Jesus. They love themselves and their amusement. And if we don't start living for Christ, we're going to be like every one of these six flag churches. It's all about rallying about me. We don't need more amusement. We need more Christians that are going to say this, I am ready to present myself a living sacrifice to live for you, God. And I am ready and willing to say, I am not going to be conformed to this world. Amen. Let's pray.